Hello once again, welcome back to Bevies with the Boys, episode 32, arguably the most exciting episode for no other reason than it is the one that we are currently recording. Um, my name is Kieran <laughs> and I am here as always with the wonderful Tom. Say hello, Tom. I'm wonderful. It's me. It's Tom. You are. And uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to just get in nice and early that the yeah. word of the week for this episode, which is something I might try and keep up, I might not, <laughs> is expectations. And that will become obvious ah, as I we like go through. I like the thematic timing that you're already placing on this episode. Well, I think that will, people will enjoy that. They'll know what to expect, maybe. Ha 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 ha. Um, but, you're very so, witty today. Anyway, so should we do it? Should we? I'll tell you what, something also we've never really done for this episode. We've kind of, I think, agreed mentally between each other. There's a few ish, uh, topics we want to cover just so people have an idea of what's coming up. Um, yeah. So we've got, we're going to talk about Elden Ring. Of course we are. Biggest game ever. Best game ever. Boom. Everyone loves it. Groovy. Um, we're going to talk about The Batman with Robat the Batman. Uh, and we're going to talk about maybe some other things, but those two are the main big points. Um, Tom, how have you it's been? Almost, what have you been up to? It's almost like we're now an official podcast. We've got Oh my God. Definitely not. We're not at that level just yet. Um, what, what have you been doing with this Monday day? This Monday day, uh, not much. I've been at work. I've no. been playing Elden Ring. Nice. And just sorting my life out. Just general admin. You've got to have an admin day every you have. now and then. Yeah, I just get your too, emails done. I too have had quite an admin day, actually. Uh, part of which, the most enjoyable part, was my girlfriend and I. We wanted to start going swimming because I realised I really love swimming and Ooh. haven't um, done that for quite a while. So we went to check out near us. There's a little Holiday Inn, which has a separate gym area. And it was like £40 a month and you have to sign up for a year. And it was tiny. So we were immediately like, oh, no, thank you. Um, and then we <laughs> went faster than you've ever seen anybody. in the Oh, life. absolutely. Uh, and then we went to, uh, there was another place near us, which is technically a boarding school, but they have a separate like swimming and squash fancy pants area. Um, okay. And we went there and it was literally half the price of the Holiday Inn and the pool was about double the size. So all but in you all, also uh, halfway through your membership need to take your SATs again. You do. Yeah. Which is something that we. Oh, no, we do have that. I was about to mock you, but we yeah. call them SAT. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we abbreviate it because we're cool. Yeah. So so I have also had an admin day, but it's been it's been a productive and a fun one. Yeah. Um, so you've been a swimming boy now? Have you, I'm going to officially... start swimming. I love swimming. Oh. I'm a merman. <laughs> a merman of sorts. Um, I don't know what to do with that. No, you just let that one sit there for a moment. Uh, speaking of uh, Elden Ring, what do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Seamless transitions. See, we've skipped the need for transitions because you've laid yeah, out early everyone knows what's what happening. There's no more rubbing up, no more getting ready. It's just it's straight in Yeah, and it's painful. No, um, so we, I mean... Okay, I want to I want to start this out just by asking you, Tom, because you're not you know you're not a from software uh, veteran. No. You've played the games. I like babies first games. You I do. I've 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 played Barbie horse riding simulator every day for the past <laughs> you get, five years. You get all of your games from the early learning center normally, but you went to yeah. the big boy shop and you picked up Elden Ring. Um, I did. As somebody very new to or not very new but relatively comparatively to me at least new to the world of from software hate you games uh what what are your what are your first i'd say first impressions i think we've both played it for at least 20 hours by this point but yeah. um 
what is your what is your first 20 hours impressions overall uh i went in expecting it to be half decent just like a, a nice average game i could sink a couple of hours into and then yeah put a bow in it and go like i'm done i'm i'm happy with that uh currently it is probably in my top five games of all time <laughs> currently <laughs> which makes me think it sound like it's gonna just become the top one probably it's getting up there it's i would say a solid number three what do you moment. reckon of some of the other top five i mean i imagine they change regularly but like oh at my the moment. uh top five would be jack and daxter the precursor legacy of course uh, it would be Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Okay. It would be Elden Ring. Nice. Uh, it would be Spider Man PS4. Nice. And probably God of War. I'll be honest with you. Wow. Fair enough. I can't disagree with uh, at least three of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's fair enough. Uh, well, I agree. I think it is quickly on its way to becoming probably my favorite game ever. Um, because I just, I mean, I love, you know, I've loved Dark Souls. I love all the Dark Souls. I love Bloodborne. I love Sekiro, which is something of a um, a spin-off-ish. Um, but yeah, I feel like Elden yeah. Ring is just the the culmination of all of those other games. Um, yeah, it is a perfect blend of everything they've done in the past to now yeah. have what they have. It's, uh, I mean, I, I could quite happily make this a three-hour episode where we talk incredibly detailed uh, things about the game, but I kind of want to keep it relatively top-level just because people may not be as obsessed with Elden Ring as we currently yeah. are. Um, well, I'll let I'll let you kick it off because Elden Ring is like your own child that you it is. reared and raised. It's my, my little baby boy <laughs> uh, or girl. Um, but oh. yeah, I think uh, what kind of not surprised me but um sort of uh, the first thing i noticed is that there is initially a lot of familiarity um and that's kind of the same across all of the souls games but in this you've got you know bonfires are now called sites of grace but they operate exactly the same um it's kind of initially feels like that system of you go through a load of grunts and you get to the boss and then you bash your head against the wall until you kill it but you very quickly learn that uh, because Elden Ring is now a fully open world game, even more so than the branching paths of all the other From Software games and things, um, it almost encourages you immediately to go off and try other things if you can't kill a boss, which it took some rewiring of my brain to kind of get around <laughs> that. Because you, always, you like the masochism of it? Of just I like, do. I'm going to be here for 10 hours and it'll be yeah. 10 hours well spent. And I think Just that there are, one early on, I think there are genuinely some bosses that you simply can't beat until you go away and level up loads. Like, I mean, you well, could. Not with but that it, attitude. Well, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just immediately defeated. But like, Margit, the first kind of major oh, boss, um, as from your impression, obviously, you know, or it's 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 very difficult. But I, I think it was like ten and a half hours in before I actually managed to kill Margit. Whereas on a previous game, you know, the first boss of the game, you I mean, any other game, it should take you half an hour from the time you first put in the disc. Whereas this is like, you know, it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a game that's got legs, boy. Legs for yeah. days. Uh, just some other kind of initial quick thoughts before I want to hear more about what you think is a bit of a newcomer. But like, yeah. I really like there's some clever um, quality of life adjustments as much as the game is very familiar. Uh, for example, how like sprint and your stamina bar 
is no longer relevant, no longer shows unless you're in combat, which makes sense because it's an open world. So you want to be able to have that maneuverability yeah. and not be limited by your stamina. Um, if you ran out of stamina the same way you would while in combat in the open world, I would be very more, well, much more aggravated than yeah. normal. Yeah, no, it's 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 just a clever little shift that I only noticed after a while because it just feels so intuitive and natural. Mm. Um, it's the same with something like even uh, like Zelda Breath of the Wild, I think, which everyone previously hailed as like the the you know the the tentpole of what all open world games should strive for. I feel like Elden Ring does stuff a lot better than even that. Uh, I know they're not like one for one the same game, but there are a lot of comparisons you could make. Um, and the final thing I want to say before we get some juicy Tom tidbits, as I call them, um, it's just that a lot of my initial fears about Elden Ring were immediately um, alleviated. For example, like I thought because it's an open world game and the initial like videos we saw of the map look quite barren and all just very samey, like open green fields. And that's not the case at all. Like you have got a lot of open areas, but like where Margit is, is Stormvale Castle, which is like arguably the the big main um first dungeon i guess you'd call it and it is so you know um just rich and detailed and layered and like there's just a lot going on which i hadn't expected with such a huge because it is it's one of if not the biggest game i've ever played oh it's fucking massive (laughs) Um, as an open world and yet like despite its size it feels very much like it's you know very handcrafted and meticulously put together which is just insane i genuinely do- it feels like miyazaki the the de- main developer or whatever has like made a deal with the devil because this game doesn't feel like it should exist like it's insane no, it's, it's that I've, I've actually shockingly made notes on my oh thoughts my and feelings first time ever uh, and my first good point about Elden Ring is the fact that the world is it's massive it's humongous but it's incredibly dense like every one minute I could just say minute don't need to use a number on there uh you can just kind of stumble upon an event or something or and that leads to something else and you're just you're constantly exploring and finding you think I've gone I've gone sort of um 25 hours now in just away from the starting area if you think of like like a circle i've just spread out from the starting area and then even now at 25 hours i've come back to the starting area to go around it again and i'm finding a fuck ton of shit that i missed (laughs) it's yeah it's phenomenal i mean i feel like for people who maybe have very little idea of what elden ring is should we quickly walk through i guess the general objective or like what the game actually is because we're kind of assuming quite (laughs) a lot of prior knowledge but from my understanding there are four um like great bosses uh as in not like rating them but like four ultimate bosses storyline a really good job so (laughs) um we'll come to that there's a million bosses but uh there's like four or so main ones that you have to defeat to then get to presumably the final area and you're ultimately trying to get the elden ring i will say that the plot while probably very good i'm treating very much the same as the other from software games where i don't really get as immersed in it yeah Um, I've, i've dumbed it down instantly because they they like to use a lot of flavorful language in yeah. it and really it's just it's basically just mega man yes yeah. you gotta it's... kill the big bosses to get to the main basically ending. yeah um but yeah so i've i've currently killed i think two of the like i want to call them great maybe elder i don't know what the word is they used for it. i think it's great i think you get great runes after killing them um but i've killed two of them i'm currently on the third and then I'm going to head over to the the east, and I'm going to find the final one. <laughs> How many of you you've killed Godric, haven't you? 
I've killed one. So the so fact that you've killed two shocks and awes me. Because <laughs> like, I think I've, I've killed I've two. So much. I've killed Godric and, and I've killed. Um, this is kind, not really a spoiler. It's just the name Renala, who I think is one of them. The game is completely spoiled for me now. Okay, well I'm How terribly dare sorry. You? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, just on the note of bosses. So bosses have kind of always been a main thing of this entire you know mm. franchise. There are seemingly at least a hundred bosses in this game. <laughs> like, oh, you you throw a stone, you hit. But I was literally. Just before we jumped on now, I was just riding my horse through the nice desert plains, mm. fighting some giants, a fucking, what is only called a death bird, the <laughs> names in the title, just swoops down. And he was like, okay, it's a boss fight now. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty, uh, pretty outrageous how many there are, but I'm also shocked yeah. because I can't say I've come up against any that haven't been at least like creatively or visually interesting. Like they all clearly have had quite a bit of work put into them, especially yeah. as someone who's you know, loved this series for ages. People complained about like Dark Souls 2 because most, if not all of the bosses are just like big knights with lots of armor. Whereas See, in this, I, there's like... I would say I've ran into a couple who are just regular enemy, but bigger. Oh, okay. And I think I've had that a few times, but um, yeah. I don't know. I think the, the, sheer, the sheer number of, you know, bosses has kind of made it so it's not bothered me as much as it might have in a no. smaller kind of game. And uh, with the amount of, say, bosses, you need to have that because otherwise you are, you're you going to run out of character. There are only so many limbs you can attach to something <laughs> before you There's copy it. There's a very yeah, handy game. Too many hands. Well, that's the other thing because it's all based on, like, you got to impress the fingers. So every note I read is just like, ah, oh, it's all about finger. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why would you name it that? <laughs> come on Finger now. butthole has come up a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I've just got so many like disparate thoughts about mm. the game that I, I, well, I'm trying to focus them this slightly. Is, I've, I've, in, in my time, in, in my years upon this earth, I've fought a lot of bosses in a lot of different games. Mm. Uh, Elden Ring currently holds the statue of having the best boss fight I've ever had in a game. Really? That's quite is, a claim. Yeah, and it's, it's just, it's not even a main boss. It's not even a particularly difficult boss fight is quite easy but yeah. it was the fact that you go into like this area and you go into a, like a hidden little cave and then you go down into like the expansive underground world where it's all really nice and bright and astrology based it's oh, i'm a sucker for a star mate <sighs> um and then you have to do this puzzle of lighting fires to find him and then you finally get to him and you go into just a big cave and you're like all of this build-up has just kept on going and going and going because it's so yeah. involved and then the music is incredible, and then it's just like a big deer, and I fucking love a big Bloody deer. Hell. See, I've played, I've played the game me. for like thirty hours, and I don't even, I don't think I've yeah. faced that. I don't know what you're on about. Like, it's, it's incredible. That's the other thing that I've like because I've watched a couple of people through either sort of Twitch or whatever play Elden Ring because I'm like, I need all the details because I'm a dumb boy, so I need <laughs> people to tell me what's going on. Um, and every single one I've seen is playing it in a different way and experiencing different things like i've done stuff that you might never do and you've yeah. done stuff that i will probably never do and it's that's what i like because there is so much variety in that game you i could easily think over 100 hours into it and oh easily for yeah. me that is that's a big claim like i've only ever done persona 5 for a 100 hour game and that's it yeah no, I, I'm so exactly the same. Like it's, I could see myself, <laughs> I could see our podcasts really suffering this year yeah. because I will probably just be playing Elden Ring for the foreseeable <laughs> future. We can't play any new game. Horizon Two doesn't exist. Elden Ring's here. 
I was tempted to get Horizon 2 or Horizon, was it Forbidden West? But then, I don't know. I've just heard like so-so things, whereas Elden Ring, everyone is saying what we're saying. Like this is just it's an echo chamber. Like everyone loves it. It's phenomenal. Everyone on I Twitter is talking about it. Like it's amazing. For me, it's a 9 out of 10 game. <laughs> of course it does have some is. problems. It's got it's got some problems, which well, I, let's I touch don't on know some of the problems if you'll agree then. with me. Let's touch okay, on your I've, issues with it. I've made a list. First of all, there's no haptic feedback for the PlayStation 5. That's true. You don't get That's any controller vibrations or nothing. I yeah. think it could have added to the game a bit. They could have done it, but also it's a multi-platform game, so I kind of understand. Well, I'd agree with that. I mean, because the Demon Souls remake that is only PS5, that had some amazing use of the controller. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it well, is a real shame. I think I remember reading at one point that they wanted, they took extra time to make Elden Ring visually look even better than it was because of the pressure put on them from the Demon Souls remake because that looked so good. Yeah. They're like, we need to spend some more time doing this. Yeah. Um, I don't think Elden Ring looks as good, but then I don't care because the no. it's not so much the like graphics, the art direction is phenomenal. Like yeah. there's so many just it's, vistas and landscapes where you're like, This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> there's so many times I've just stopped walking and just stared at the screen for like yeah. a good five minutes. I'm like, Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's phenomenal. Um, but what's some of your other but, your other okay. bugbears? I've won this is a gripe that I've sold to you. It's just a small one, but it's like a little quality of life thing. <laughs> I don't think when, I agree with this. <laughs> when when you die, right, and you've got zero souls. I'm gonna call them souls. They're called ruins. I don't give a shit. They're called I'm runes, a, not I'm ruins. An OG. Ah, I'm an OG. Okay. Um if you've got when you die, you drop all your souls. That's how it happens, yeah. and you go pick them up, and that's how you keep on going. You get you get one chance to pick them all up. If you die with zero souls, you still drop a little golden beacon, which is on the mini-map, and it's right there. And when you're doing a boss fight, there's nothing more aggravating than just seeing that little golden thing. I'm like, there's nothing there. It yeah. gets me. I don't know why, but it, and it just gets me. I'll say, uh, I'll say what I said when you initially told me this, is that if that is one of your few complaints with this game, this is probably one of the <laughs> best games pr- ever made. It's probably <laughs> like... one of the best games. Um, yeah. And my main other point is, and I've only noticed it recently now. Well, I've got I've got two little things. One is that it, if you're coming into it new, you've never done an old uh, a Soulsborne whatever game before from software game, mm. much like me. Um, it does feel very sort of directionless at the start. Like you get your first idea and you know what you need to do, and then you just get a big map. And now yeah. now that I'm in a bit i appreciate that i was like i can do whatever i want to do but going in not knowing a lot it's just kind of it's like as if a toddler's just thrown in a jungle you're like what the fuck am i meant to do here yeah i'll agree with that it's it's very even as someone who's played all of these games you know it was quite intimidating because especially when you come up against a boss you can't really beat you're like well what the fuck do i do now like you could but then it's kind of well that's it's hard to say that as a criticism because it's like well you can literally walk in any direction and probably find 10 hours more worth of content like yeah i think my part was when i was stuck between there was a boss at the very bottom of the map and there was a fucking git man i can't remember his name Margit, that's the one. Yeah. 
um, I was just stuck between those. I kept on going between those two bosses. I'm like, nothing's working. I, just, <laughs> I, 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 I suck. I'm the worst. Yeah. But then, like, as you say, you can almost like, I, you, there's so many little caves you find that ultimately yeah. end up becoming um, these giant, expansive mines and things. It's like, it, I, as I said, I don't understand how this game is as expansive as it is <laughs> because it feels like, I mean, they have been developing it for... I don't know. It's been like on the radar for maybe since like 2018, so four odd years. But it feels like they've been making this for like a decade. It is insane. Yeah. Um, it, this it feels like they're making this back when the Nintendo 64 first yeah. released. And it's like, we, we've got an idea. Um, um, and my yeah. last negative point. Yeah. Just to sum it all up, is I've recently noticed that I'm getting to the point where there's quite a lot of platforming, of jumping really? to different areas. Yeah. I found two or three areas where there is a lot of platforming required. And this is, I'll, I'll sum it up my feelings on that with this is the first Soulsborne game to really include jumping. So yeah. it's not great. Well, yes and no. Um, it's previously, so that, that was something actually that initially threw me off massively because on the PS5 or PS4 as well, um, yeah, jump is the X button, which is a dedicated mm. button that is solely used for jumping. Whereas previously, X was action, so it was interact with bonfires, speak to people, yeah. do all these kinds of things. Whereas that's all now on triangle. So that was really kind of, it took me a lot of time to get my muscle yeah. memory around that. But you could I've, jump on the old games. You just yeah, had to... It, it was like a weird sprint and then... Yeah, you had to sprint and then while sprinting, tap circle or whatever. Or I think click in L3 on some of them. But yeah, yeah. it's it's more just, physicality on this. I really like to see the NPC's point of view where they see like this really buff whatever <laughs> character running up to them and they're like oh shit he's going to talk to me and they just stop and they just jump in the air yeah, I, I did that a lot initially <laughs> it was very very confusing um but so that have you got have you got any other criticisms or are they your, your main it. and again as i said if those are my only criticisms of oh they didn't add vibrations to my controller then <laughs> i think it's a pretty fucking good game yeah i think it's pretty phenomenal my only I think I said to you before when we were talking about this, but my only really uh, issues with it so far are just issues that I've kind of, very subtle ones I've had with the entire From Software formula in that, you know, there's lots of side quests and NPCs you can talk to, but absolutely zero way to track those or yeah. know, you know, what you have to do next. And I know purists will say, well, that's the point. You don't want a load of, like, I don't want a load of things on the screen in terms of... Um, you know, markers, I'll go here. But even no. if there was like a just tab, a yeah, checklist where, like, where it just oh, said started this quest. Or even it could be incredibly vague. It could just say like, this NPC said this to you last and you just kind of yeah. have to work out what they mean, where you have to go. But it's literally like, there's no, you know, there's, there's so much going on in this game that like I've probably started at like 10 quest lines that I didn't know. And I have no idea what I actually need to do. So <laughs> there'll be no catching up. It'll ju- you'll get to the end of the game and just be like, I, I missed everything. I missed yeah. the ultimate weapon, which I always oh. hate when I- they do that. But um, I mean, apart from that, for me, this is a 10 out of 10. Like this is everything I hoped and would be a more. And if we come back to this episode's word of the week, <laughs> expectations, <laughs> mine were probably higher than I ever thought possible and somehow this game has managed to not only like surpass them but make them look minute um it's phenomenal it's like it's everything I ever wanted I had no expectations and I fucking love it honestly it's we're gonna run up to Christmas and do another one of our games of the year and it's it's gonna be Elden Ring my game of the year I can say that 100% now there will not be a better game than Elden Ring 
coming out anytime soon. I would, I'd like to be wrong. I'd love to, like, at Christmas be like, Elden Ring was amazing, but this other game is my game of the <laughs> Elden year. Elden Ring's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, as I said, I've put 30 hours into it. I feel like I've barely even scratched the surface. I know for some people that might be like, wow, I don't have the time for that. But for me, I could probably not buy another game this year or next year and happily play Elden Ring for the rest of that. So, like... Yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. So if this is you... our, this is an Elden Ring podcast now. Tune in next week for top tricks with Wayne. It is. Um, speaking of other topics uh, and the theme of expectations, um, <laughs> shall we talk the Batman, Tom? The the Batman. The Batman. Uh, I had very high expectations for the Batman because I like Robert Bat Robert not Robert Pattinson Robert Pattinson a lot. Uh, I like everyone involved, and yet. I came out of this three-hour-long movie, and uh, I was quite underwhelmed, honestly. What What were yeah. your thoughts on The Batman? Uh, I'll be honest. I was completely and utterly whelmed. I wasn't under. I wasn't over. I yeah. just came out. I was like, that is... <laughs> overwhelmed. You just come out, and you're like, that was too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just crying. <laughs> I, I went in the next day and got a Robert Pattinson tattoo. I'm like, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah no so the batman uh matt reeves directed it robert pattinson's in the main role of the batman um and you have lots of other very good people in it uh andy circus is alfred uh colin farrell in very very good prosthetics that will probably win an oscar is the penguin mm. uh you've got people like john Turturro as uh Fa- carmine falcone i think it is uh yeah um and of course, Paul Dano as the Riddler, the Diddler. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I I, I came out of it and I was like, oh, I don't know. I just wish that there was a lot more to that. Like it was, I, I, I can't even quite put my finger on. What did you like about it? That's probably easier well, to start with. First, I really liked Robert Pattinson. Yeah, as Batman, I think he is. He's great for the role. He was intimidating. Uh, oh, are we going to preface this first with, are there going to be spoilies? Or are we going to do no spoilies? Um, it's very recently come out and there's not loads to spoil. So I think let's try no, and avoid that. No now. spoilies. All right. I, I, I can roll with that. I think he's really good as Batman. I think as f- the, the direction that they went with Bruce Wayne, I think he does play it well. I just don't like the direction they went with Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Well, there isn't really a Bruce Wayne, is there? Like, no. Especially when you compare it to the likes of, you know, Christopher Christian Bale and stuff. Like, yeah, he actively doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne in this. No, I think, and I think that's the point because they want to show his growth of going from because it is like year one Batman when he's just started out. They want to show just oh, he's growing. He's deciding that he needs to have these sort of two lives. but going in, my only expectation was this is going to be a standalone film. They're not going to set up for any sequels. It's just going to be on its own. And then even that character arc in and of itself of him trying to deal with two personas mm. lends itself to a sequel, which I didn't overly like because I was like, it should be just a standalone. This is a Batman story. Job done. Bish, bash, bosh. Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it is a superhero movie. So unfortunately, at the end of the day, you know, they're going to want to push for that. And there are 
I, I won't go into is them, it a superhero movie oh well no okay it's it's an incredibly grounded take on batman i just mean you know it's got a superhero at its core mm. in the sense of everyone you you know what i'm saying you're just trying yeah. to rustle my jimmies no um, well, i'm saying it, that was my criticism of the movie as well as it's it's not a superhero movie to me it's a noir detective film is basically. that necessarily a bad thing though no that it's, suits it's, the batman character more it does but does that make it a Batman film? Because Batman is a superhero. There was no super element to it, I think. No, he's yeah, but he's not a superhero. He's just a guy with lots of money. He's on the Justice League. He's a superhero. He's allowed. I, mm, I would, I'd very strongly disagree with you here, I'm afraid. I think okay. that... And that's it, fair. Well, I just feel like if you, you know, the kind of comics that this is based off, so your Batman Year One, your uh, The Long Halloween, you know, those mm. are... Those are like long-form detective stories which feel grounded and aren't really, you know, that you can imagine that the likes of Superman and the Justice League maybe exist in this world, but very much on the outskirts. See, like I, I could not imagine a Justice League or any other kind of DC element to yeah. this film without it being massively changed. Like imagine like Shazam. Just Shazam was a pretty good DC movie. Imagine Shazam coming into this universe. Wouldn't work for me, personally. No, that's fair enough. If Um, they're trying to make... Because I know down the line they're going to try and ram them all together. So that's why I'm like, oh, maybe it's too grounded. Yeah. There are... I mean, there there are elements of this which hint at a wider universe, which I don't really like and I don't really want to go into just because of spoilers, but... um, And also it upsets you greatly. It does. It it repulses me. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot I like about this film. I feel like I... I like Robert Pattinson a lot and maybe that's why I was slightly bummed out that his Batman didn't really feel all that original to me. Like there was nothing about his character apart from the fact that he's a a goth who loves listening to Nirvana (laughs) that like, you know, sort of stood out. Whereas for me, Christian Bale and Ben Affleck's Batman, you can kind of put those side by side and go, yeah, those are really different. They're really cool takes on the character. Whereas for this one, I was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, I like Robert Pattinson, and this is just Robert Pattinson being moody and dark. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think I think I summed it up to you of my feelings of Robert Pattinson uh, where after we'd just seen the film of Christian Bale's take on Batman was pretty iconic. So yeah. with uh, Ben Affleck, they've tried to go more in that superhero essence comic-based with the Justice League because that's what he had to fit. And they've done so many incarnations of Batman that the only one that we haven't really seen is the detective Batman. And unfortunately, that's not always the most interesting one because it's the most grounded, the most real. So we've seen so many iterations of Batman before, nothing, I I don't think anything is going to be fresh. So they're going to just have to take the grittiness and then make it more gritty. I was genuinely shocked that I wasn't really into this film just because every, like on paper, me describing it, I'm thinking like, wow, this is everything I thought Mm. I'd want from a Batman film. And yet, I don't know, it just kind of, I enjoyed it, but I don't, I think part of it is definitely the length of it. So it's three hours long. It's It's way too long. Um, And also, uh, you know, not to kind of give away what happens, but I'd say at least 25 minutes before the end, there is quite a good point at which they could end it. And then they kind of go oh, but we need a big dramatic action scene. Yeah. So here's the, like an extra ending. And it's it like, no, like you were so close. Tacked on. It was like, oh shit, we've finished shooting and Warner Brothers gave us like 
an extra seven million. So yeah, let's just do something with it. Well, it's like it. It's kind of like the Dark Knight. Um, Joker's <laughs> the main villain of that. And the last time you see the Joker is about 20 minutes before the end. Batman leaves yeah. him hanging from the top of that building. And then he goes off to deal with Two-Face. And that's all well and good. And that works because Two-Face is as compelling a villain yeah. as, you know, as the Joker ultimately, which is crazy because Heath Ledger is phenomenal. Um, and again, not to kind of go into the specifics of what happens in The Batman, but they kind of wrap up the main mystery that you'd sort of want to, you know, be interested in. And there's all the stuff that you'd want to see. And then, as I said, it's kind of like they go, well, this is a triple A, you know, big blockbuster film coming out in 2022 and audiences aren't going to be happy with that kind of ending. But then that doesn't really make sense because the film is very much based off the likes of, you know, if if the Joker, if just sorry, if Joker is a, um, you know, a modern day version of something like Taxi Driver. The Batman is very much a modern day version of the likes of Zodiac and Seven and those sort of serial killer, slow burn detective dramas. And those don't feel like they need to have, you know, some huge bombastic dramatic ending. And it's almost sort of like, wow, you really don't respect your audience enough to just think that they'll actually enjoy this, you know. End it and go. uh, Do you also use your Dark Knight analogy? Yeah. Obviously in the Dark Knight, I would say you've got two villains. You've got uh, Two-Face and you've got the Joker. Yeah. In this movie, you also have two sort of major villains, obviously the Riddler being one of the main ones. But with 20 minutes to the end, I would say that's mostly all wrapped up. So it's not even a fact of it's going to confront another villain. It's just, it's completely tacked on, I think. Yeah, it's literally just like big explosive action scene for the sake of it. Because Mm. yeah, it is entirely, you could end the movie there. And I think that would be not only a much more satisfying conclusion... But would probably make me more compelled to go back and watch it again because the fact that it's three hours, I'm like, there's so many other films yeah. coming out at the moment. I just can't be bothered to it's like do that. But um, I I can also see why they did it though because they did the exact same thing in the comics with mm. Batman Year Zero. Yeah, yeah, that is um that uh, you know it does come from that. But then it's the same thing as where we spoke about, you know, Detective Batman being a big part of the comics is the first time yeah. we've seen him in the film. I think some things do work better in another medium. And I think for film, you don't always have to follow it that closely. No. And again, um, that, it feels like set up for the next Batman film. But again, yeah. the, the entire time going in, every interview was like, it was supposed to be a self-contained, we weren't even thinking of sequels. I'm like, but you were. It's, yeah. it's evident that you were. Yeah, it's uh, but I mean overall, like it sounds like I've just shit on it. I did. I reckon I'd happily rate it at least seven point five out of ten if I had to give it a number, maybe even an eight. I would, I would um, definitely watch it again. I wouldn't go out like tonight and watch it, but as soon as it's released on say DVD or now TV, I'll yeah. give it a watch probably immediately. No, it's, I'd be, I'd, it's a good yeah. film. I just it's not what I was expecting it to be. Yeah, I'd definitely be interested in checking it out again. But as you say, I think I'll. I'll probably wait until it's on streaming of some sort. But uh, yeah, the Batman. Uh, we go back to the Babies of the Boys word of the week expectations. Oh. Um, mine, unfortunately, were too high. I, uh, mm. you know, I was I was underwhelmed slightly. Um, Even mine were too high, <laughs> and I categorically hate the Batman. You do. You hate he, all kinds of fun. He, well, no, because he doesn't have spider powers. Therefore, That's true. I hate him. Yeah, um, I have one love in my heart. I have I have uh I have one more piece of media I'd like to talk about but before we get to that 
Is there anything you want to cover, Tom? Anything you want to touch on? Uh, that's, that's nothing big. Um, obviously, just little roundups of uh, new Pokemon games were announced. Um, Pokemon yeah. Boy. So that's exciting for me. Uh, I think Scarlet and Violet with a really cute little cat as a new group grass starter. So that's fun. It's fun yeah. for the whole family. You and I went out for a uh, horrible meal. That was fun. We went out for <laughs> probably the worst service I've had for a meal where we waited for like... Uh, I'd say about an hour for our starters. Yeah, um, and then about had another to ask, half hour for our main at least. Had physically had to flag them down to clean our starters away for us. Yeah, that um, was not fun. It was not fun. I was making a lot of excuses for hospitality every time. Even you that were. time, I was just like, oh, I don't <laughs> like it. And then at the end, it was, it was just, it was awful. Yeah, I so. I don't want to name and shame because I feel like that you know maybe they were just oh, have a bad night. We won't name and shame. Um, but it was I don't know. It kind of it's an interesting conversation because we you and I always have very different perspectives on hospitality because mm. you work in hospitality and I don't, and I think that's you know fair enough that you would view it from a certain point of view. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like there's there's certain fundamentals. Like today, I went out to uh, I went to Zizi at lunch, which is just a lovely little Italian yeah. chain. Everyone's been to Zizi or knows Zizi. Um, and there were just moments when I was at Zizi where you know th- there were things that I I was like, wow, this it, it feels so like sort of subconscious, and yet it just really elevates the experience. Like the waitress coming over and being like, hey, is your food okay? How you doing? Yeah. And it's just like, you, you always check back on a meal. That's the main thing you do, and they just didn't do it. I yeah. was flabbergasted. But after I think that I- we found probably my favourite bar in in Little Berry St Edmunds where I live. We did. Do you want to give them a shout out? Do you remember the name of that? Uh, I think it's called Whitlings. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think it's. Uh, yeah. I saw on the sign that it was only it was founded in like 2021, so very yeah. very new. There were so many fucking dogs, and it was, there was. amazing. They have oh. a big boxer dog. I think that the owners have because there's a framed picture of him on the wall, which is delightful. <laughs> um, there was a tiny little. Uh, I don't uh, even know dashend. what it was. Dashend. There we go. That was yeah. literally like it looked like a doll. It was insanely small. I, um, I missed that one, but it was the size of a palm. Well, you missed it because it was so small. Yeah. You couldn't even see yeah. it over the bar. <laughs> I only uh, see big things. Exa- oh, ooh la la. Um, <laughs> but yeah, have you got any other other topics before I bring it on home with my final Kieran's little TV corner? Uh, oh, the, the only other thing I would say was uh, if you cast your minds back, uh, I'd say three episodes, uh, we had a debate right. about Encanto. We did. The movie. Uh, and I've now changed my opinion where I think it's a pretty good movie because I've now listened to the soundtrack without my soundbar fucking up and it sounds all right. And <laughs> the plot, I kind of respect a little bit now. I won't say it is the greatest Disney movie ever made, but I it's kind of up there. Beautiful. So there we go. Well, I think it's very, uh, very honourable that you are able to change your opinion. Most people aren't able, so you know, got to call that out Uh, when we can. You got to sometimes you got to take your opinion for a mouth. But that's enough of me. It's now Kieran Talkie time. (laughs) Kieran Talkie TV time. Um, I just wanted to basically recommend something to you and our listeners if they have access to uh, Apple TV, which I know most people don't. But um, (laughs) I, I think. Two people do. In Don't this you have loads world. of Apple products though? I thought they just give it away like free memberships for it. Nah, you gotta pay for that shit. Oh, okay. Well, if people do have Apple TV, or if you're interested in maybe checking out a new streaming service to pay for <laughs> even more things, um, it's called Severance. It's a new TV series on Apple TV or Apple Plus. I think it's called Apple Plus. Um, 
and it uh, I've watched the first couple episodes I believe there's six in total it's just a little mini series and the final one is out I think this week uh, as of recording obviously um, but it's basically uh, a very kind of Stanley Parable portalish feeling TV show um, right. where it's kind of sci-fi but that's sort of you know it's not like spaceships and everything it's kind of like a weird futurist world where it's called Severance because basically Adam Scott of uh Step Brothers fame and Parks and Rec fame everyone knows and likes Adam Scott um he works in this like uh very confidential sort of office job in which the people who work there can undergo this process known as severance or severing I think it's just called where they basically um perform surgery on your brain so that you have a work version of yourself and a home version of yourself Ooh. And neither of them like remembers the memories or experiences of the other one, um, which in itself is quite an interesting caveat. And the series opens where Adam Scott is like inducting a new woman to work with them who is very much against her new experience. And just in the first couple episodes, there's kind of some twists and turns that come about very much in kind of the portalish vein where, you know, the cracks around the very sheen white surfaces start to kind of appear. And it uh, is a bit black mirror-y. It's a bit, as I said, poor, you know, those kind of games, the sort of vibe they're going for. So I know you don't have Apple, Apple Plus. Um, very big recommendation no. from me. Oh. Uh, so there, you, there you go. I you describing it. Very titillated. For, for once, it's... I may steal a streaming service from you. <laughs> I am currently stealing Apple Plus from someone, but I, I, I tell you what, it's so good. I may I may barter a deal and get you those details. <laughs> Please. Because, yeah, it's I would quite, real good. I'll probably just end up getting it and then just giving it to you. And then we can we can just be Apple TV buds. Ah, uh, we'll see. The best buds. Um, but yeah, so it's six episodes. <laughs> very much enjoying it at the minute. I will almost definitely also be speaking about that at the end of the year when it comes to our TV roundup. Um, Ooh, so high praise from you. Oh, absolutely. I've only watched two, yeah. and it is like it's. I mean, it's Apple, so there's loads of money undoubtedly thrown behind it. Yeah. But it's just really, it's like nothing I've seen like in a very long time, and that's really good. Um, it's also uh, got Christopher Walken in quite a small role, I think. So that's fun. <laughs> Something. Um, well, I mean, and, there uh, was a... Oh, you go. I was just going to say, it's also got uh, John Turturro, who is also in The Batman. He's Carmine Falcone, and he is also in Severance uh, in a very different role. I think there was... I can't remember the main actor in it. I, and I can't remember if it was a TV show or movie. So this tangent okay. already started really well. I right. want to say it was Ryan Reynolds or someone. Um, but I know they did either a TV show or a movie where basically they went to be cloned in like a Chinese nail parlor or something and one of them died and then had to be brought back and there was two of them and they're trying to live one life. And I really liked it. Oh, you can wasn't tell that I Paul really Rudd? That, that was, was it. Rudd, it was and it Paul was Rudd. called Living With Yourself, I think. Yeah, that's why I ask you stuff, because you've got the knowledge <laughs> deep in your I, brain. I never actually watched that. That was on my list for ages. Did you watch it? Yeah, I remember really, really liking it. Oh, okay. And this sounds a lot like it in the, well, in the one aspect that you basically split yourself into two lives. But this sounds yeah. much more sci-fi, whereas that was much more dark comedy, I'd oh, say. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is, it's got kind of humor in it but it does seem a bit more foreboding than that but no it's 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 really good so far so yeah if anyone does have apple plus there's a, a big thumbs up from me uh so we've had a few thumbs up we've had Elden ring big big thumbs up arguably big the biggest thumbs up. thumbs up you could ever give uh the batman eh, 
Thumb to the semi side. Thumbs up. Maybe it's an index. <laughs> you give it a semi. <laughs> um, and then severance is uh, a big, yeah, big thumbs up from me. I thought it was real good so far. Yeah. Um, so be, I suppose I'll definitely be checking that out. That brings us to the end of another successful episode. Unfortunately, uh, a remotely recorded one, although I'm sure nobody could tell. <laughs> um, but By the massive yeah. dissonance between our voices. There we go. But uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of episode 32 of Bevies of the Boys. Thank you, as always, very much for listening. Always appreciate it. I actually went out for dinner the other evening with a fan, uh, not in a creepy way. Um, it was a creepy way. <laughs> it was a creepy way. <laughs> no, there was a just... power dynamic there. Just uh, a friend of mine who said he'd been listening to the pod for a while. And yeah, it was a very nice evening. Um, but if you enjoyed the podcast, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We haven't made our own social media platform, um, which is at BevBoysPod. Same as on Facebook, I believe. Or you can just search Bevies of the Boys. Uh, we're also on, obviously, Spotify. You know, all the places you're listening to us now. Review us on Apple Podcasts. Review us on Spotify. Send me and Tom a little message saying, hey, how you doing? Uh, do whatever uh-huh. you want to do. And uh, I'd I'd say Tommy, you're going to give us a little sing song, but I'm assuming no. <laughs> I could I I've been mind swapping them, so I'll I'll start playing the outro while okay. I try and fit a different score to a different name. Okay. Best uh, of luck to you. So here we go. <laughs> Goodbye, okay. everybody. Goodbye. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, we both. Oh yes, we both. Oh yes, we both. We want the best, the best, the best, the best. Oh yes, we both. We want the best, the best, the best. Oh yes, we both. We want the best, the best, the best. Oh yes, we both. We want the best, the best, the best. Oh yes, we both. We want